It's about damn time we uh, talk to our friend Wade Rouse again for a Low J uh, book club pick. And we just talked with uh, Wade. Wade, we just talked to you about the baseball book. The magic season. Are you there? Uh, Wade. Hi there. Hi, Wade. So... Anyway, yeah, we just talked to you just, about the magic season. Yes, and I, I was so into that song you were playing. I was dancing. <laughs> dancing, I know about damn time, Lizzo. So it's about damn time we have you back on because you write under the pen name of Viola Shipman, and um, you just write the most wonderful books. And your latest, The Edge of Summer, I have to tell you, I I almost feel like this was your best. Um, Viola book uh-huh. yet because this book is I don't know if it, it felt more meaningful because of the extra love you gave it you wrote it during COVID the themes but it just was wonderful and hopeful and just great thank you for saying that and you actually kind of summed up exactly why I wanted to write it you know I wanted this to be a catalyst for hope um, even though you know the the book does address COVID I really wanted because so many of us went through so many life changes and kind of recalibrated our lives over the last few years. I wanted that to be really kind of the main wave that sends this character on our journey. So I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, we really felt it. So for people listening, set up the edge of summer um, and, and your, your wonderful story for everybody. Yeah, this is a, you know, this is a novel that's, as all of mine are d- deeply inspired by um, my grandmother, my pen name, Viola Shipman. And in this case, it was inspired by her buttons and button jars, which, you know, when I first approached my publisher and said, I wanted to write about buttons, they're like, think, think again. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's just, I love these old fashioned items and heirlooms that really tell the stories and histories of our families. My grandmother was a working poor seamstress. And after she would finish her her job, she would come home and take a seat at her singer and, and sew. And I would, um, you know, I would sit in her sewing room and do homework or play with her buttons. And I would always remember her looking down at me and smiling. And I kind of wondered as I got older, how she got to that point in her life. You know, she never finished high school, never learned to drive. And I wonder what she went through and what she didn't tell me as so many of our elders kind of keep secrets from their families. So that kind of inspired it. And, you know, it's a story of a of a fashion designer that loses her mother much too young um, to COVID. And the only thing her working poor seamstress mother leaves her are her sewing notions and buttons. And uh, she kind of sees maybe secrets in those buttons that leads her on a journey to um, the coast of Michigan, where she seeks out who her mother really was and her family history. But in, in, in the end, really finds out who she who she is. Oh, it's it's, it's just it's so it's so good. Yes, I mean, it Julie is. And I really I, yes. the story is marvelous, and I love how each chapter had a sewing term with the definition as the lead into the chapter. I loved learning that Michigan, you know, was the button capital, and yeah. Julie and I were talking about how our. Well, my remember with my grandma, and I know my mom had one too. And I still too, have the button tin, the, bu- the, the button, tin with the tin all the buttons yeah. and the jar. And I still have one now. And I don't. And I've thought to myself, why do I keep this around the button jar? But I keep thinking, well, mm. that goes with that sweater, and that goes with that coat, and it really is a part of our history. The notions department <laughs> we were talking about in yeah. the, yeah. you know, Ben Franklin and Woolworths and. All the stores, it it really conjures up a really a nostalgic feeling. 
of simple Thank times. You. You it's know, about a button. That's, that's a huge piece of it. You know, it was, you know, my grandmother, when you're poor, you know, a button really means everything. You pick one up off the street or you pick a penny up. And, you know, she used to make all of my school clothes. She made my mother these beautiful, you know, kind of 70s bird wing coats um, that I can remember or she'd find these old um, blouses and she'd rip the buttons off and replace them with pretty old vintage buttons to kind of redo it. But, you know, they do tell a story. And you're right, the Great Lakes area, you know, from Minnesota to Michigan throughout Indiana really has a huge history of the pearl button industry, you know, which was one of the largest employers in the U.S. at the turn of the century. And it's just that fascinating history just really lent itself to the book. Well, it oh. sure made me want to go um, to um, what is our town? Um, Douglas, 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 Michigan. That's, that's where I live. It oh, is? Really? Yes, I, I, I moved here about a decade ago, and it, it's like a Courier Knives painting come to life. You have to come come stay with me. I mean, we'll, I'll show you the town. We'll have a blast. Wait, I love the idea Wait, of that. Where, where is Douglas in the mitten of Michigan? If I were holding up my hand in front of your face right now, it's on the, it's on the west coast um it's about three hours north three and a half hours north of chicago okay. it's about halfway up as you get toward traverse city or so I, yeah, but it's okay. that's like, gorgeous beautiful. it's an art town it's so beautiful on that coast i've been to like um big bear dunes and stuff oh, and that whole area it's heaven it really is it's very similar to that i mean people don't believe really how beautiful it is but you know it's Beautiful bluffs, and you know the water looks Caribbean blue, it and does. it's just—it's a stunning place to live. It really is. Just the winters, like you know, get a little rough. Sure, oh, we we know that. How do you like? This is your second book now, because we just had you on May Fourth. But, but, but that you, was a memoir. I know. That and, was your but you story were supposed to be on, and I, you know, the, the got a couple things mixed up here uh, for the like, edge of summer for this one, like uh-huh. a month ago. And I'm sorry about the mix-up, Wade. But you not at all. You are really writing. You're, you just, you're a writing machine. You are a writing machine. I'm, you know, the meds help. It keeps everything <laughs> kind of sure. But it's, I feel at this point in my career, very blessed. And, you know, I have so many ideas and stories that I want to share. And I'm probably like you, I'm a very disciplined person. So um, I'm used to, I started my career as a journalist. So I'm used to tight deadlines and I kind of relish them. So you know, I have another, I have a winter, a Christmas book coming out in November called A Wish for Winter. So I've, I love the pace and the routine, and I'm just blessed that readers are, are loving the stories as much as I love writing them. You really, you're just, and I think you just touch on things, family, faith, hope, humanity, and, community. And, and also the, um, there's something about like the, and, and I just read, there was like a study that was done about Really, the the grief of losing someone to COVID mm-hmm. is is for for many reasons is m- more terrible than maybe if someone had passed away of something else because maybe it didn't maybe it took them too soon it wasn't their time they wouldn't have died of that you know so there's just a lot of really really questioning and did you lose someone when you were writing oh wow through COVID. You're, you're- you're really amazing. Yeah, I lost um, my father-in-law in April 2020, which was, you know, the height yes. of the pandemic. And he, um, you know, he was a man that had gone into a rehab facility um, to recover from um, some knee things. And um, it took him very, very quickly. And as you say, you know, it was, it's 
a recalibration of your life because there's someone's taken from you so suddenly, there's no closure, mm-hmm. there's no ability to have a funeral, you're standing outside of a window getting health updates, and you feel utterly helpless. Um, and I think that does big things to it did to me and I think it does to all of mm-hmm. us and and how we look at our lives and how we want to spend the rest of our time and you know that's really was a catalyst for writing this book you know what does that do to someone that can't have that goodbye what you know how does that shake us to our core but also in the end, how can that make us better people? And that's really what this book is all about. Yeah, and Sutton, you know, losing, and we learned this, you know, this right away, right away in the book, but, you know, losing her mom, but also the fact that her mom was so reticent about sharing, you know, all Sutton knew was that, uh, you know, I lost we lost the whole family in a, in a fire, and it was just yeah. me and you. I mean, that whole mystery and how she unravels that, like, thread, you know, on a button is really good. Thanks. And I've never really, you know, I've not, I've not really put kind of a t- more of a twist mm-hmm. in my novels before. And I'm a huge Mary Kay Andrews fan. Yeah. Um, and I've always kind of percolated that in the back of my head. So I, I really wanted to include something a little bit different it in this so novel. Good. I'm glad it worked. Yes. It Thank t- you. It t- it totally worked. And um, I I think it must have been fun writing um i'm think i'm trying to think of the character the rich lady in the in the big cottage oh, Bonnie, the widow lions yes the widow lions she must have been fun to write <laughs> she was you know it's i always love writing characters that people might not like um uh-huh. but then kind of peeling back the layers to understand why yes. you know they are the way they are why we become the way we are and she's she's really patterned after um my grandmother used to so close for some of the richer folk in our little Ozarks town. And um, she, they would treat her very nicely when she was behind closed doors and they would diminish her when she was in public. Mm. Um, And that always stuck with me. So I kind of patterned um, this character after some of those women back in the day that didn't treat my grandmother so well. Yeah. And I didn't see what was Bonnie's story. I didn't see that one coming. I mean, this just, like I said, um, Wade, we think the edge of summer maybe be your very best book yet. And on Goodreads, I mean, all five stars. It's yeah, they're you know they're they're paid, but that I <laughs> Well, can no, you put I've us on the payroll? By the <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, pay, I, I PayPal them. Um, I gotta say, um, wait. I really hope that um, you know that we. I guess I wouldn't mind reading another book about Sutton Douglas, and and your and the town or whatever. If any stories come to, because I. Was I'm just intrigued with everything that you laid out in this story and could keep reading more. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm cogitating kind of maybe okay. a, one one novel doing a, a some yeah. some future sequel. So we'll see. Is that a great word or what? Cogitating. Dating. I just fantastic. It's a grandma word. But it's so good. It's a good word. And and shout out to your publicist who does such a good job for you, Kathleen. Oh, she's amazing. She's walking angel on earth with what she does. Yeah, she's yeah, amazing. She, she really does. Are you? Have you been out on book tour for this, Wade, for the edge of summer, or what's going on? Yeah, they did a huge um, southern book tour for they me. Did. So I went, um, it's the first time my publishers ever sent me um, south, where I have kind of a big burgeoning um, fan base mm-hmm. growing. So I did North and South Carolina, did about eight events in five days, which oh. was a lot. And yeah. Now covering Michigan. So it's all, it's all been great. 
Well, we always love having you on. Yes. Uh, you write under the pen name Viola Shipman. We do recommend, you know, the, your memoir that we read. Uh, that magic we, season. The magic season earlier. Thank and you. this book, The Edge of Summer, is just uh, terrific. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, and, we'll and, talk to you for your next book. And we'll book. see you next week right. when we come to Michigan <laughs> and knock on your doorway. <laughs> I know you, you're going to, if you bring wine, you're in. All <laughs> right, we'll do it. Um, always good to talk to you. We've got two copies of the book, The Edge of Summer by Viola Shipman. It comes out in trade paperback, and you can get it at your local bookstores. And uh, give us a buzz at 651-641-1071, and Josh will get your information. Bye, Wade. Bye, Wade, and we'll be right back.